Welcome to Epiphany Church. My name is Pastor Derek Parks, and I have the wonderful privilege of serving here as the lead pastor. It's my joy, especially today, because today we're celebrating two years as a church. It is a spectacular moment for us in the life of our church, and we are just overjoyed about all that God has done in the life of our church. And so we thank you for joining us today. And so we've been walking through a series that I've titled The Middle Life in Transition. And so we've been walking through various passages of scripture where we've been looking at the lives of biblical characters to see how they navigated the middle as their lives were in transition. And so last week we looked at the life of the disciples with a message that I titled The Middle of waiting. And we said that if you are going to navigate the middle, then you need to know these three things. The first thing that you need to know was that time was in God's hands. The second thing that you need to know as you navigate throughout the middle was this, is that power has been given unto you. And then the final thing that you need to know as you navigate it throughout life in the middle was that help is on the way. Jesus is going to return again one day for his people, and he's going to grab us up, and he's going to take us to be with him. But this week, we're going to look at the life of the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul, in a message that I'm titling, The Middle of Contentment. So I want you to grab your Bibles right now and turn to Philippians chapter 4, verses 11 through 13. I'm going to walk us through that over this period of time. So join us in Philippians chapter 4, verse 11. Paul says, he says, I don't say this out of need. For I have learned to be content in whatever circumstance I find myself. I know both how to do with little and how to make do with a lot. In any and all circumstances, I have learned the secret of being content. Whether well-fed or hungry, whether in abundance or in need. Verse 13, he lands, he says, I am able to do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Father, I pray, Lord, that you would bless this time in your word. God, I pray that you would strengthen us, that you would encourage our hearts, God, that you would give us exactly what we need, God, to navigate throughout the middle. And so, God, as we celebrate today that you have brought us through some middles, God, you have brought us through some transitions as a church, God, over these two years, God, we celebrate and rejoice in your word today, God, and we ask that you would speak to us clearly today, God, that we would hear from you, God, and that you would show up, God, through your word. And so, God, it's in the power of your name that I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. So I want to submit this idea to you today. If you are going to navigate the middle, then you've got to learn how to be content. See, in a day and age like ours where Everything is about possessions and everything is about materialism and everything is about accruing as much as you possibly can. I want to submit to you through the word of God that we must learn in the midst of COVID-19, we must learn how to be content. 
And see, I want you to see this, that navigating the middle means this, and navigating the middle of contentment means this, that you have to know that contentment is learned. Paul here, he writes in verse 11, he says, I don't say this out of need, for I have learned to be content in whatever circumstance I find myself in. Paul, here he's speaking about the need. He's not talking about his poverty or of, of, of his want here. He's letting them know, listen, that's not why I'm writing to you. I'm not talking to you today because I'm in need somehow, but I'm talking to you today because I've learned how to navigate throughout the middle, whether I am, con- whether I am content or in all circumstances, because I have learned that what, regardless of what I go through or regardless of what place I might find myself in, I've learned how to be content. And so what Paul is suggesting to us here today, he's telling them, he's saying, listen, I've increased my knowledge of contentment. See, Paul is writing to us and he's letting us know that his circumstances have taught him contentment. He's letting us know that what all the things that he's been through have put him in the use and practice of contentment. Paul is suggesting to us through this letter here, he's writing to us and he's telling us, he's saying, listen, I have learned to be in the habit of being content through everything that I've been through. And I want to suggest to you today that no matter what you've gone through, no matter what's happened to you in your life, regardless of where you might find yourself and the situations that you might be in right now, God is calling you to contentment. And see, we don't like to talk about that in, in our day and age. We, we want more. We want to have more of what we already have. See, many of you are, are spending money on a new cell phone when you got a cell phone in your pocket that works just fine. Many of you are trying to figure out how you're going to pay a car note on a car that you're trying to purchase when the car that you have in the driveway is already running fine, but you just want a new one. And so we haven't learned how to be content because everything around us is screaming at us and calling to us to get more. But Paul is here, he's letting them know, he said, listen, life has a way of bringing you to the place where you have to find contentment in what you have. Paul is suggesting to us that life will bring you to the place where you need to find contentment and learn how to be content through your circumstances. One of the craziest things that's happening right now for me is seeing certain people who I thought were strong, starting to crumble right now under the pressure of everything that's going on. And, and it's baffling to me to see them go through so many things. I, I, thought, I thought that they had their lives all together. I thought that they had circumstances worked out. But these people are starting to crumble now under the weight of what's happening right now because they haven't had an immunity built up to suffering, so they haven't learned contentment yet. See, when everything goes well for you all the time, you haven't learned the rhythm of contentment. When everything goes for you according to plan as you have always wanted it to go and and you've always met your life goals and you've always reached every marker that you set up for yourselves, you graduated on time, you, you made your way into the prestigious school that you wanted to get into. You, you found yourself getting the job that you always wanted. See, when everything has gone your way all the time, it's difficult for you to learn the spirit of contentment. 
But Paul is letting us know. He's saying, listen, I've been through some stuff, and it's taught me contentment. I've gone through some things as I've been navigating the middle, as I've navigated this Christian life, and it's taught me some things about myself, and it's taught me some things about holding on to commitment, contentment that I wouldn't have learned if everything would have been peaches and sunshine all the time. And so he's telling them, he's saying, listen, I've learned this. I've learned how to be content. What he's telling them is this. He says this word here for contentment is a word that means to be independent of external circumstances. So what Paul is telling them, he's saying, listen, my contentment, in other words, he's letting them know that the joy that's on the inside of him is independent of external circumstances. He's letting the Philippians know that he's in the use of practice of having joy and contentment because it doesn't matter what his circumstances are. He's strong enough and he possesses enough strength not to need any aid or support in the midst of his circumstances because he's learned how to trust in Jesus regardless of what happens in his life. And I want to call you to that today. I want to call you to a trust. In Jesus, I want to call you to a faith in Jesus that doesn't get wavered and doesn't get knocked off because of circumstances. I want to call you to a life filled with sufficiency. That's what this word for contentment suggests. It it suggests that your life is filled with sufficiency. You've got everything that you need. You're self-complacent. You don't need a whole bunch of stuff to make you happy. As long as you've got you and Jesus, everything is going to work out for you. And I want to call you to that today. And I want to help us to recognize over these two years that we've been a church, God has been faithful to us. And we've got a reason to be content. And so as we're navigating throughout this, see this, I want you to understand clearly what the Spirit is calling us to in this moment. What what God is calling his people to during this time of brokenness and pain and hurt. He's saying, listen, there are some challenges that are happening in your life right now, but you've got to learn how to be content. The next thing that I want you to see here in verse 12 is that contentment is earned. So first you got to know that contentment is learned, but then next you got to know that contentment is earned. He tells them here in verse 12, he says, listen, I know both how to make do with little, and I know how to make do with a lot. Paul is letting them know, he's saying, listen, there's been times when my pockets have been low. He's letting them know, listen, there have been times when I didn't have enough to get along and I was working off of humble means. Paul is letting them know, he's saying, listen, more more deeply to the point of spirituality, he's letting them know there have been times when I have been depressed and there have been times when I have been humiliated for the sake of Christ. And if you're a believer today, If you're somebody who's been walking in faith, I'm here to let you know that the Christian life is not all rainbows and sunshine, but sometimes when you're walking with Jesus, you might find yourself up against some humiliation. Sometimes when you're walking with Jesus, you might find yourself in the midst of depression because of the loneliness of trying to live a life that is pleasing to Christ when everybody else is going along with the crowd. 
See, you've got to know this, and I want you to see this here. He's letting us know in this passage, listen, the contentment that I have, I've earned it. He's letting them know that the contentment that's in his heart, it has been earned because he has endured through some low times. And see, we know about that, don't we, Epiphany? We, we've been a church uh, in the city for two years, and we started out really low. We started out meeting in a small little coffee shop right on Market Street, and God blessed us to move into uh, another church facility where we were meeting in the fellowship hall in the basement, and then God moved us along to a space that we could call our own and we could meet in 24-7. But we celebrate this place that we're in now because we know where God has brought us from from the beginning. We started out low, and we were content being in that little coffee shop. And guess what? The contentment that we now have in these four walls that we celebrate in and these walls that we can't wait to get back to and hug one another and love on each other again, guess what? We've earned that contentment because we were faithful when we had a little. And so he's letting them know. He says, listen, I know how to make do with a little and how to make do with a lot. He's telling them, he's saying, listen, I've experienced Every state and condition that got me to this place. See, what Paul is telling them, he's saying, he's saying, listen, I'm able to see clearly and I'm able to know how to endure because I've experienced every condition that I needed to experience in order to get me to this place. In other words, this, this word has the sense of having an interview with little. So Paul is telling them, he's saying, listen, I've got up close and personal with not having a lot. I've got up close and personal, and I've interviewed, and I've asked a bunch of questions to need. I've asked a lot of questions to poverty. I've asked a lot of questions to humble beginnings to get me to this place. And so Paul is telling them, look, I'm good whether I got a little bit or whether I got a lot. This This idea of having a lot is to to have an abundance of something. It, it's the idea of living in prosperity. It's, it's the idea of having an overflow of something or, or something exceeding. But, but here's what I want you to see. I want you to see this. This, this blew my mind as I was researching it. It's th this idea here was used of a flower that was going from being a bud to being in full bloom. This idea here is that this flower was 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 in, in the in the state of being in a bud, but then it started to bloom. But here, what the spirit spoke to me and let me know is that that flower had everything that it needed while it was still a bud in order for it to blossom. And so it didn't gather some new pieces when it went into bloom, but while it was just in the bud stage, while it was still closed up, it had everything that it needed already, and all it did was open up to reveal what was on the inside of it. And I want to let you know today that you've got everything that you need in Christ Jesus. Ephesians lets us know that, that we've got every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus. You don't need more or nothing. You've got everything that you need already, everything that God want you to have, it's already on the inside of you. And so I want us to see that. Everything you need is already on the inside of you. It's just waiting to be revealed. And so Paul's letting them know, listen, I, I didn't have a lot. You know, I, I, I don't work with some stuff. But he says, I've learned the secret of being content. 
Paul is suggesting to them, he's saying, listen, I've taught myself fully or I've instructed myself on how to be content. Now, this is beautiful because this idea, it comes from a root word that that means mystery. And so here's what happens, right? The world doesn't know how to deal with content Christians. See, the world doesn't know how to deal with that. Your coworkers, they don't know how to deal with your contentment when your car breaks down and you're still smiling and happy because you know, hey, I may not have the money to fix this, but I serve a God who's able to provide. And see, I need you to have that in your spirit and know that it might be a mystery to the people around you, but you know because you've got the Holy Spirit of God and you've been through some things and you've earned the contentment that you now have. And you know that regardless of what the circumstance is, I know that trouble don't last always. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. And so I want to encourage us with that today. And Epiphany, listen, we've been through some stuff. We've earned our contentment, and I'm celebrating today what God has done. There have been times in the life of our church where we didn't know what we were going to do. We didn't know where we were going to meet. We didn't know where we were going to be at, but God provided, and we were just trusting in him because we knew he was a provider. So Paul said, listen, I've been hungry, (laughs) and I've been well-fed. I've had abundance. And I've had need. But this one thing I learned. And he lands this out in verse 13. He says this. I am able to do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And so I'm going to submit this last idea to you today. Is that contentment is empowering. Contentment is empowering. Paul here, he lets them know, he says, listen, I'm able to do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That ability that Paul is referring to, it's this idea of strength or power. It's the idea of having the strength to overcome something. It has the idea of, of being a force that is able to do what it's needed in order to get through this life. And so what Paul is telling them, he's saying, listen, because of the contentment that I learned through my circumstances, because of the contentment that I earned through enduring, through trials, the, because of the contentment that I have, I'm now empowered to be able to do all things through Christ who strengthens me. This, this word here, it carries the idea of being serviceable. It carries the idea of being useful for something. And so what Paul is letting the Philippians know, he's letting them know, he's saying, listen, because of what I've endured, I'm now useful to the kingdom of God. He's letting them know because of the things that I went through, I'm now useful to the kingdom of God. I'm good for service. And so I want to call, call you today to know that whatever you're going through right now, Regardless of what the situation is in your life, God is using that in your life to make you usable for his glory. See, it's not about us. 
It's not about what we think we should have. It's not about what we think we should do. And what he's telling us is this. He's telling us is that God has given us the power to be able to endure through life circumstances and difficulty and find contentment so that we might be usable to him. And so he tells him, look, I can do all things, not just some stuff. He said, I can do some of all types of things, meaning that he was able to endure through whatever he might find himself in. And Epiphany, I want to encourage us today to let us know that we don't know what's coming down the pipe right now. We don't even know what tomorrow is going to hold. We don't know when we'll be able to gather together again as a body. And we don't know when we'll be able to meet together in in our homes together or in this church together. We don't know. But what we do know is this, is that we can do all sorts of things through Christ who strengthens us. And so whatever it is, whatever we find ourselves, we got to know whether it's COVID-19 or whatever the next thing that might come up might be, we've got to know that Christ has strengthened us to be able to do it. When he says that he strengthened us, it's letting us know that he has endued us with power. It's letting us know that he has made us strong. This, this word carries the sense of increasing in strength. So you may not be as strong as you want to be right now, but I want you to know when you make it through the middle, you're going to increase in strength. You may not have all the strength that you would like to have, but I want you to know that you will receive strength once you navigate it through the middle. You might be beat down by life right now, but I want to let you know that you will be made strong once you learn how to navigate through the middle. And the way that you learn to navigate throughout the middle is to have contentment in whatever you find yourself in. And so Jesus is calling to us today. He, he's letting us know today. He's saying, listen, I know that life is difficult right now. I know that you're in the middle of some stuff right now. I know that you've got some pain and some hurt and there's some challenges that are happening. And guess what? There are more to come. There's more difficulty to come. There's more uncertainty to come. But as long as we can rest in this reality that Christ is able able to strengthen us, to be able to endure through all things that we have nothing to worry about. We can make it through the middle and we can find ourselves in the place where God wants us. And guess what? That place is contentment. Maybe you're watching right now and you think I'm crazy. (laughs) Maybe you're watching right now and you're saying, how in the world can you find contentment in the midst of a global pandemic? How in the world can you find contentment when people are dying all around you? I know I lost an aunt this week to the virus. And so I I know exactly what you're saying, but I want to submit this to you today is that in Christ, you are able to make it through every bad day in your life. With Christ by your side and Christ in your heart and the Holy Spirit empowering you, you are able to make it through the middle 
of life in transition. And so we're just a bunch of crazy believers who, who, who know that. And we know that God has brought us through a whole bunch of stuff. And guess what? He's not going to forsake us right now. He didn't bring us this far to leave us here in the midst of uncertainty of a virus. No, he's able to deliver. He's able to restore. And he is sovereign. And he knows exactly what he's doing in the midst of this crisis. And so we want to invite you to have a relationship with that Jesus. We want to invite you to have a relationship with the one who was able to bring you through the uncertainty of a global pandemic and come out with contentment. We want to introduce you to the one who, who 2,000 years ago went to a cross for you and died for your sins because you were separated from God because of your sin. But because of his death on the cross, he took away the sins of the world. And then he died and he was in a grave for three days. But we learned two weeks ago that he got up from that grave with all power in his hands. He revealed himself to many witnesses over the course of 40 days and showed himself to be resurrected. And we just believe in that Jesus. We believe in the accounts that were written from the first century. We believe in that stuff. And we want to invite you into a relationship with him right now. You're hurting right now. And you're going through some challenges right now. And we know what that's like. We, we, we're celebrating today being a church that has lasted when a lot of church charts don't make it. We're celebrating being a church that, that's lasted to this point when some have closed their doors. We're, we're celebrating and we know through all the difficulty and all the pain that Jesus is able to restore you. So if that's you, if you're responding and saying, listen, I, I, I want to make a decision for Jesus and I want to walk with him, I'm going to pray for you right now. And I'm going to pray that you would respond to the call of Jesus on your life and that you would get connected to a church and that you would find out how you can walk with Jesus the way that he wants you to walk with him. And so we're going to have some information for you how to do that after this, but right now I'm going to pray for you. Father, we thank you for your grace. God, I thank you for your mercy. God, I pray, God, for those who are watching right now, God, who might be struggling. God, I pray for those who are watching right now who might be hurting, God. I pray, God, for those who are watching right now who, who are saying, I, I want to have contentment in the midst of this. And God, I pray that they would recognize their sinfulness and know that the only way for them to have contentment is to place their hope and their faith in the person and work of Jesus Christ. So, Father, I pray right now, by your spirit, God, that you would move on hearts. God, I pray right now, God, that you would move on lives, God. We we celebrate today as a church, God, but we, we, we want to ask for a gift, God, and that gift is that you would save somebody today. God, that would be the, the, the best anniversary gift for a church is that you would save somebody today. And so God, God, that's why we do what we do, God, to see souls be saved. We want to see the lost saved, God. And so God, would you do that today, God? Would you enter into their hearts, God, and that you would reveal yourself to them clearly. And so Father, I pray, God, by your power, by your might, by your spirit, God, that you would show up in our lives. In Jesus' name I pray. Thank you so much for watching today. We're just excited about what God is doing. And guess what? We're going to celebrate right now at our Zoom after party at 1 p.
p.m. So jump into that. Get some more information about that. We're celebrating two years as a church today. God has brought us this far. He's faithful, and we know that he will continue to be faithful. And so we praise God for you. We're so thankful for Jesus in our lives. And thank you again for watching with us today. Blessings to you.